This is 3 News Now, your daily update on everything Northeast Ohio, Monday through Friday with Stephanie Haney. Hi there, everybody. Welcome back to 3 News Now. I'm Stephanie Haney. Thanks for choosing to be here to get filled in on your top stories from WKYC.com and our WKYC app. Today is Monday, January 18th. I want to start off by wishing everyone a very happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Today is the day where we honor the message and the life and the work of Dr. King. More on that in just a minute. And today, sadly, it pains me to say, is not a victory Monday, but what a ride with that game against the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday, the unfortunate 17-22 to loss there, but it's been quite an adventure this season. Am I right? We'll talk more about that in just a moment as well. First up, I want to remind you that there is now a new tool available to find a location to get a COVID-19 vaccine in Ohio once you do become eligible as the phased rollout continues here in the Buckeye State. So health officials launched that tool on Friday morning, and you are able to search by vaccination location name county and zip code on this tool. The health official said the tool is intended to make site information easily accessible to Ohioans. They also say this, it is important to call or visit the website of a provider in advance to ensure the provider is conducting vaccinations at this time and to make arrangements to be vaccinated. So this is a starting point for you, this tool, which we do have linked on WKYC.com. That's according to the Ohio Department of Health. So go there. Find the locations and then go from there, make the phone calls, do the double checking, do your due diligence to make sure that the places are actually providing the vaccination at the time that you choose to make that appointment to go get that done. And remember, again, this week is when we are expected to see older Ohioans getting the COVID-19 vaccine here in Ohio as phase 1B begins of the COVID-19 vaccine rollout here in our state. Now let's take a look at the latest numbers for COVID-19 here in Ohio. These come from the Ohio Department of Health. We're seeing a much lower total number of new cases in the past 24 hours today. But again, today is a holiday and we do always typically see a lower number on a Monday because there is less reporting on the weekends. But with that in mind, the total number of new cases in the last 24 hours is 4,312. And our daily positive rate, which dates back to Saturday, is at 10%. So for all of the COVID tests being done on Saturday, 10% were coming back positive. And over the last seven days prior to Saturday, that average is 11%. Now in the last 24 hours, Ohio Department of Health has reported 81 people to have died related to COVID-19. We've seen 162 new hospitalizations in the past 24 hours, bringing the total number of people in the hospital right now to 3,765 who are being treated with COVID in Ohio. 909 of those people are being treated in the intensive care unit. We've seen 16 new ICU admissions in the last 24 hours, and out of all of our hospital beds in the state, about 31% of them are currently available for people who need treatment in the hospital. Now let's take a look at the national and the global numbers for COVID-19. These come from Johns Hopkins University. The total number of cases that have been reported so far in the U.S. is now at 23,992,252. And the total number of deaths in the U.S. is now at 398,142. So you can see right on the verge of 400,000 deaths across the U.S. 
and across the world, the total number of COVID-19 cases is now at 95,364,173. Again, 95,364,173. And the total number of COVID deaths globally is at 2,035,603. We do have some good news for the Greater Cleveland Food Bank, thanks to Drew Carey, who of course we know is a Cleveland native. He won $55,000 for the Greater Cleveland Food Bank during an appearance on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, hosted of course by Patch Sajak, and he was competing against people like Desperate Housewives, Terry Hatcher, This Is Us star, Critzy Metz, and was able to bring home fifty-five dollars for the Greater Cleveland Food Bank, which we do definitely know the food banks have been very stretched thin, doing what they can to get people food as the need has increased throughout this pandemic. Here's what Drew Carey said. I'm from Cleveland and you know there's a pandemic going on. There's a lot of people out of work and food banks need help. So support your local food bank and I'm going to support my local food bank. I'll say so. He did a great job doing that for sure. At one point he was disappointed in himself for not solving a puzzle quickly enough and he said that he was ashamed and embarrassed about it and Pat Sajax had to remind him You just won tens of thousands of dollars for the Greater Cleveland Food Bank, Drew Carey, so you have absolutely nothing to be ashamed about. Thank you again for that, Drew Carey. Now, some dramatic news out of the Cleveland Cavaliers organization. According to a report from The Athletic, the the Cavs plan to either trade or release Kevin Porter Jr. He's a second-year swingman, and this is apparently following an emotional outburst in the team's locker room over the weekend. So Porter, who is 20, and he has yet to play in a game for the Cavs this season, according to this report, began yelling and at one point threw food. And this was supposedly after discovering that his locker had been given to veteran forward Torian Prince. Now, Cleveland acquired Prince from the Brooklyn Nets in a four-way trade last week. So as the report goes, Porter's locker had been moved near younger end-of-the-bench players, and he did not like that very much, according to The Athletic. And Porter is said to have been combative with Cavs general manager Kobe Altman. Now, The Cavs were said to have spent the weekend trying to trade Porter, but they haven't been successful in doing that. And if they aren't successful in a deal, they are expected to release him. Now, as a reminder, in November, Porter was arrested and charged with improper handling of a firearm in a motor vehicle and also failure to control and misdemeanor possession of marijuana. This was after his Mercedes suffered apparent rollover damage on I-76 in Mahoning County. Now, those charges have since been dropped. And according to a police report that was obtained by 3 News Porter around the same time was also accused of punching a woman in the face during a downtown Cleveland altercation dating back to August. No charges were filed as a result of that incident either, but just a couple of the experiences reportedly Porter dealing with here in Cleveland. So the Cavs now expected to release him if they can't secure a trade. All right, now let's turn to yesterday's AFC divisional playoff game between the Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs. And man, was that a heartbreaking loss for, of course, the team. The team talking about how disappointed they were and what a bummer it was. But Browns fans did still show up to cheer on the team when they returned home from Kansas City. Fans were lined up outside of Cleveland Hopkins International Airport to support and cheer for the Browns when they got home. Let's just take a moment to remember that the Browns finished the regular season 11-5 and 
one and one in the playoffs. So first playoff appearance in a very long time in 18 years for the Cleveland Browns made it to the second round. Obviously we wanted to go further than that. Obviously the Browns wanted to go further than that, but that was not in the cards. So we won't rehash the entire game, but we will say this, you know, if you were watching the game, you know, the second half was a lot nicer to the Browns than it was the first half. But man, in the first half, there was that one play that everyone is talking about today. It was when the Browns lost a fumble in the end zone and there was a controversial no call against the Kansas City Chiefs. So what happened was Cleveland Browns wide receiver Rashar Higgins lost a fumble for a touchback on a play that could have been called for a helmet-to-helmet hit. This was with one minute and 42 seconds remaining in the first half and Rashard Higgins made it to the end zone, stretched out, tried to get the score in, fumbled the ball through the end zone. That was called for a touchback, and the Chiefs got the ball back. But there was no call on what looked like a penalty, a blatant head-to-head hit on Higgins from Kansas City safety Daniel Sorensen. Now, a lot of people are saying, with that call, it's a very different ball game because it took away the opportunity for the Browns to score major points and head into the second half much closer than they were and you know the final score was 17 to 22 so that's six points there even without the point after touchdown would have made a difference assuming all things stayed the same throughout the rest of the game but that is not the case that is not what happened and the Browns did fall to the Kansas City Chiefs 17 to 22 in Sunday's playoff game. Now, though, a lot of people very happy with the performance of Baker Mayfield throughout this season. And so now we're looking at what an extension could look like for Baker Mayfield, finishing his third season with the Cleveland Browns. So our three new sports analyst, Ben Axelrod, has broken this down on WKYC.com. According to SpotTrack, Baker's current projected market value would be a four-year almost $141 million contract. That would be an average annual salary of about $35.2 million. That's a lot of money. That would make him the third highest paid player in the NFL. He would be behind fellow quarterbacks Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, who each signed contract extensions last offseason. So here's how SpotTrack arrives at that almost $141 million amount. They looked at players that they consider comparable to Mayfield based on age, contract status, and statistical production. So they ran an analysis on Mayfield's production compared to four other players, and they factor in his age at signing, which would be 25 if he signs a new deal before April 14th, which is when his birthday is. And the four players that were chosen to break down Mayfield's analysis were Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and Carson Wentz. Each of them signed new deals within the past two years. Now, Cousins signed his second contract with the Minnesota Vikings last year, but Mahomes, Goff, and Wentz each signed new deals following their third seasons in the league. And that's what Mayfield would be doing if he signs an extension this offseason, which we will eagerly be waiting to see what the Browns decide to do there. Something else on the Browns' radar right now are the free agents coming into 2021. Here's just a couple of them, and these, again, all broken down by Ben Axelrod, our three new sports analyst, and what the likelihood is of the Browns keeping these players around. Some key contributors, Olivier Vernon, out with an injury, Rashard Higgins, Larry Ogunjobi, Terrence Mitchell, and B.J. Goodson. Also, a couple one-year veterans who are up for free agency, Kevin Johnson, Carl Joseph, Andrew Sandejo, and Jojo Natson. And the restricted free agent situation 
Kaderil Hodge, and also exclusive rights free agent situation, Michael Dunn, Stephen Carlson, and Porter Gustin. So for a total breakdown of what's possible with the Browns and the people entering free agency in 2021, make sure you head to WKYC.com and check that out from Ben Axelrod. Now, before we let you go here today, or this weekend, was a great weekend for at least one Ohioan because the $1 million winning Powerball ticket, well, a $1 million winning Powerball ticket, was sold in Ohio at the Springfield Shell in the city of Springfield. That's between Columbus and Dayton. It was an auto pick, so this wasn't somebody playing their own special numbers. This was just somebody showing up, buying a ticket, and taking the numbers that came to them, and those numbers came up. The winning numbers for Saturday's Powerball drawing were 14, 20, 39, 65, and 67, and the Powerball was number two. There were 14 people total that won $1 million in Saturday's drawing, and those players missed the $639,400,000 jackpot by not matching the Powerball. So since no one has hit all the numbers yet, the Powerball jackpot is now at $730 million and growing, and the next drawing will be held this Wednesday, January 20th. So if you're a Powerball player, the big money is still available. See if lightning can strike twice in a row here in Ohio. That's it for your three news now update for Monday, January 18th. Make sure you check out the show What's New at 5 p.m. I'll be there with your trending stories in Clicking in Cleveland. I'll also be there with an interview with two guys, one guy from Cleveland, who are the executive producers behind the brand new Hulu show, Everyone is doing great, and you can check that out at 5 p.m. on What's New. Also, that full interview will be up on YouTube. All right, everyone, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Stay safe and be well. I'm Stephanie Haney. Thanks for listening to 3 News Now with Stephanie Haney from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and in the WKYC app.